Amen. Well, I feel like a lot of my message this morning, I'm Sai, by the way, welcome to you all. But I feel like a lot of my message this morning has already been uh, uh, stolen, if you like, which is always good. God's uh, obviously been preparing the way in terms of what Rob just sang there at the end and, and some of the notices and some of the messages. I uh, uh, feel like God has been preparing the way uh, for what he's wanting to say to us as a church this morning. Um, I don't know if you've got any New Year's resolutions. I don't know whether you do New Year's resolutions. Um, the funniest one I've heard, uh, I'm not giving away any names, but the funniest one I've heard is that they're going to try to make their friends 10 pounds heavier so they look thinner. <laughs> so if someone offers you an extra bit of cake, just, you know, you know oh, you look great, it's fine. Just, just be wary. Oh, are they a real friend? I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, anyway, the um, uh, one, one thing that should be the t- at the top of your resolution list uh, for this year is to get to know Jesus better. That should be the top of your li- list. Because Jesus Christ is, without doubt, the most influential person of all time of all history. James Allen Francis famously said this. It should appear on the uh, screen behind me, his words, because there's, there's a lot of them. I think I've read it once before here as well, but it, they, they're good words. It says, he was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30 when public opinion turned against him. He never wrote a book He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. Jerusalem was only about 40,000 people, roughly, at that time. He never travelled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. The guy wrote 19 centuries, but obviously we're 100 years on from then. 20 centuries have come and gone. And today, Jesus is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of mankind on earth as powerfully as that one solitary life. My friends, if you don't know Jesus, or even if you do know him, you need to get to know him more this year. The reason this is the case, the reason why that uh, statement is true, the Bible makes clear in the book of Colossians why that is the case. It says this in Colossians 1, verse 16 to 17. For by Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible 
and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. My friends, the magnitude of this statement by the Apostle Paul is completely breathtaking, isn't it? It's not only did Jesus make everything, not only is everything for Jesus, but actually he is the one that is sustaining everything, including your life including the chair that you're sitting on as you listen to me. He is the creator and sustainer of all things. Jesus, the Son of God, chose to put on flesh, as we celebrate at Christmas time, and dwell among us. No wonder that he is the most influential person in all of history, as history revolves around him and as has been said by others and I'm sure you've heard it before that history is his story it is about Jesus the Old Testament it points forward to Jesus the New Testament looks back at the life of Jesus but as you reflect upon this truth of that passage up on the screen there you soon realize that actually Christ's Influence and importance in the world today, including in your own life, is actually far too small than what it should be for the one who the Bible tells us fills everything in every way, Ephesians 1.23. And the reason why that's the case, the reason why it's too small, is the Bible makes clear it's because of sin, that we live in a sin-dominated world. World, a world that is in rebellion to God. When mankind disobeyed God in the garden, they plunged the world under God's judgment and also into chaos. Since then, the whole human race, because we come from Adam and Eve, we are born in that state where we're naturally hostile towards God. We want to put ourselves first. Just as when God advised Cain, uh, Adam and Eve's son, uh, he, Cain didn't listen to him. He rebelled against God's advice at that time. And that has been mankind's, the human race's position since then, right up to this present day. Even those of us, that, people that are told about Jesus, they don't naturally pledge their allegiance to the one who holds their life in his hands. No, we rebel. The book of Isaiah makes it very clear in Isaiah 64, verse 6. It says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment before God. Where They're like filthy rags before a holy God. But thanks be to God that what is impossible for the human race is possible with God. Luke 18 tells us. You see, through Christ's coming... And living that perfect life that no one else has ever done. The only one that the Father, when he's in heaven, could look down upon his life and say, With him, I am well pleased. He fully pleased God and brought him glory through his life. And then, in love, Jesus willingly 
laid down his life on the cross in obedience to the Father's plan to take on himself all the sins of the world, all the things that you and I have done that are wrong, that offend God, that hurt one another, that damage this world that he's placed us on. Jesus took all that on himself. And more than that, he took on God's wrath against those things uh, on himself so that God's righteous judgment of us could be satisfied on Jesus in order that all of us who have put our faith in him can be forgiven. We can be set free. We can be accepted to God. And just as God raised Jesus to life again, we know that all who have put their faith in him will be raised to eternal life again to be with God in a renewed and a perfected world. Hallelujah. It's good news, isn't it, my friends? It's good news. That's what Jesus has done for us. That's the gospel. That through faith, we who deserve God's judgment receive his grace and his mercy. We who were alienated from God have been brought close. We who were, the Bible calls us, children of the devil are now become children of the living God through Jesus Christ. There's no other way for humanity to get right before God other than through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Peter said this in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we are to be saved. The Apostle Paul writes it this way. He says, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. It's all about Jesus, my friends. It's all about Jesus as we've been singing this this morning. He is the most important person in history. He is the centre of history and he's going to be the focal point of all eternity as well. Hallelujah. So get to know him more this year is my encouragement to you. You won't regret it. You won't regret getting to know him more. Do you want more joy in your life? I'm assuming the answer is yes. Do you want more peace in your life? Do you want more satisfaction? Do you want more meaning in your life? Do you want to know forgiveness in your life? Do you want restoration? Do you want healing in your life? All of those things are found in Jesus Christ. That's what he has for us. The Bible says that in that Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and life in all its fullness. That's what God has got for you. So get to know Jesus more and you'll grow in all of those things I've just listed. But you see, you're not only called to know Jesus but you are called and the Holy Spirit wants to make you more like Jesus as well. As you get to know him more, the Holy Spirit will change you to become more and more like him. And he also wants to use you to make Jesus known as well to those around you. The church of Jesus Christ has been given, you that is, you have been given the most important task ever given to anyone on this planet and that is to preach the gospel of the kingdom to every person from every tribe tongue and nation on earth 
Not only to preach the gospel, the Bible makes clear, but to make disciples of all nations. And the word there for nations is every ethnic group. Christchurch, that's why we as a church, we're called. And the vision that we feel called to is share or sharing the love of Jesus in Helsham and beyond by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father. We are called to make disciples of all people, all the people around us, where God has placed us to live in this season. God wants you to make disciples of young and old, of all types of people that come across your path, so that they grow into maturity in Christ Jesus as well. And then they seek to make more disciples as they grow in maturity. God wants you to get to know Jesus more this year and through the power of the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus whilst you help others to do the same. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's true for all of us. That's what God wants for each one of us. As a church, obviously our primary calling, as I've said, is here in Helsham and the surrounding area where God wants us to work. However, he does want us simultaneously to be involved in the nations through our prayers, through our giving, through us going there as well. This is key to who we are and actually, in fact, to who who any church of God is as well. You see, and over this next season, over this next year, we're going to be looking to help all of us become more like Jesus in every area of our lives. And that's why we're really pushing this discipleship program that we've been talking about. We want it to become part of the way of life of who we are here at Christchurch. We don't need to be thinking, you know, who am I being discipled by? Who am I discipling as a person so that they become more like Christ and I become more like Christ together? You know evangelism? We talk about evangelism. Well, that's just another name given to discipleship when you're trying to disciple somebody who doesn't yet know Jesus. You're trying to point them to Jesus. And discipleship is just... <laughs> pointing people to Jesus, saying, well, this is how Jesus would do it. This is what Jesus thinks, and we uh, try to imitate him. So over the next few months, we're going to be in our preaching series starting uh, next week and be looking at discipleship and unpacking what that means to be disciples of Jesus going up until Easter time. And then after Easter, what we're going to be doing is looking at how as disciples we've been redeemed from slavery, slavery to sin and that sort of thing, to being the people of God and what that looks like as we consider the exodus and the life of Moses together. We'll do that up until the summer. We ourselves will will give you your own little experience of being on an exodus and living in a tent with a church weekend away coming up at a June bank holiday time. So get yourselves booked in for that. More details to follow next week on that. But uh, yeah, if you want to you know, think the Israelites had to stay in tents for 40 years in, in the desert, desert, you're only having to do two nights, and if you choose to, three nights, but uh, that's, uh, uh, that's up to you. But it's a great time for fellowship and uh, one anothering uh, with each other um, over a period, and we can look at Jesus together there. In the summer, we're going to be looking at the children of the promise, because we inherit those wonderful promises that were given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Jesus Christ. So we're going to be 
looking at that in the summer before we finish the year by looking at a series of Faith Under Fire as we go through the series on um, Thessalonians uh, together. Because as we become more like Jesus, as we will we'll make a greater impact in the world around us. And as we do that, Jesus is clear, we'll face more opposition for being more like Jesus. So uh, we can expect to come under fire as we live more fully for Jesus. But as we live more fully for Jesus, as he promised us in John's Gospel, John 15, as we abide in him more, we can expect much much fruit. God has much fruit for you this year. Amen? He does. He does. And we can expect that in your own lives and through you in the lives of others as well, even some turning towards Jesus. So that's good news as well. But that obviously will have a knock-on effect with us here in the building as uh, as more people come to know Jesus, and also as more of our people who, um, do, during this sort of strange time of COVID and that, begin to sort of come back to us as well. The need, for example, for more auxiliary rooms here in the building becomes more and more apparent as, as we meet together. But do you know, it's not just on a Sunday morning like this when you've got all the rooms being used and a lot of them are quite full. Actually, in the week, we are struggling at several times in the week for uh, rooms as well, and space there as well. So whilst we don't think it's the right time to, uh, to, to develop the whole building as we had had planned, I think some plans uh, should appear on the screen behind me. We'd show you these plans year, uh, years ago before COVID. Um, but uh, we don't feel it's the right time to do that. We do feel it's the right time to begin to prepare to build up above the kitchen there. So if you yeah, so we want to look to build uh, up above that space there, alongside other future ministries of the church as well. So over the next few years, that's what we're looking for our gift days uh, to go towards, building up there and other different future ministries of, of the church. And um, that's not going to be cheap, as sadly these things never are, because one of the things that planning has slapped on us as a, uh, as a building is we can't do anything more in this place without having proper air handling unit uh, installed in this place. Those Bulgarian heaters that have done us so well up until now, they're good for heating the place up, but they, they don't bring in the right level of airflow and all that sort of thing, which thanks to COVID, you guys all now appreciate the need for proper ventilation in, in a building. Um, We've had, we have had a quote back, just for the air handling unit alone with the ducting, that's going to be £100,000. So uh, that's £50,000 cheaper than four years ago. Woohoo, you say. Well, maybe not. But uh, I'm hoping, thanks to COVID, there's going to be lots of grants available to, to help us uh, uh, with that. But that's just the air handling unit, not including the building works, which thankfully the steels are already in. So hopefully will be less. But I reckon over the next few years, we're looking to try and raise about £200,000 to finish that work up there. And uh, as I said, hopefully we'll get some uh, grant funding for that as well. But as always, you see, I'm letting you know now, the gift days aren't until May, so that you prayerfully, before God, under no compulsion or pressure or anything like that, but before God, you can prayerfully seek him and say, God, what are you wanting me to give towards the work here 
so that the work can continue to grow and that we continue to have a greater impact, not only in Helsham, but from here, this place, to the surrounding area and even the nations as we raise up disciples who make disciples who take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen? So be praying about that. As I say, no pressure from me, but I let you know so that you can pray and say, God, what are you saying to me? What do you want me to give towards this? As Anna and myself will be praying likewise over the next few months as well. And then one more thing I need to uh, make you aware of as uh, we go forward for this year. One other uh, thing that we have, you know, uh, or many of you will know that uh, Anna and I uh, now have been in Helsham for six and a half years. Gosh, has it been that quick, you say? It's just been, it's been wonderful having you, you, you here. And I think it's helpful for you to know that uh, we are feeling God calling us here for, for the long haul. So I think that's helpful for you to know. Some of you think, oh, oh that's good news. Other of you think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to put up with him for many more years to come. Oh, you don't, you don't, uh, if it's a latter one, don't tell me that. But if it's a former one, you can say, oh, we're glad you decided to. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, but in order for us to continue to run with uh, vision and, and passion, like we have done over the last six and a half years, and like uh, most uh, churches do, and this church has done in the past, the elders and the trustees have... Um, uh, decided to give me a sabbatical in the summer, so that will be our seventh year, if you like, when we've uh, been here, when things are naturally quieter anyway. So you know, during the summer period, life seems to calm down a little bit with schools off, with the government having a holiday as well, and uh, the church life seems to uh, die down as well. So, uh, yeah, but, but don't worry, you're in safe hands. Obviously, there's the other elders here. I'm part of a team of four, so there's four of us that lead uh, the church here, and uh, so it's only, uh, only me off. There's a wider um, leadership team as well that are there to support you, and there is the pastoral team as well. So you're, you're in safe hands as well. And uh, I mean, hopefully you'll miss me a little bit, but uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's remember anyway, it's, it's Jesus who is building his church. We just have the privilege, and that's all of us, we just have the privilege of working alongside Jesus to make disciples of all nations. And for all of us, discipleship actually starts and involves the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our own hearts in our own lives, so that we become more like Jesus. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to do that in our lives, we're in a better position to help others grow in maturity. God wants us as a church, he wants Christ church, to, to be fruitful in making disciples, who make fruitful disciples in this area and beyond to the glory of God. God wants you to get to know Jesus more and through the power of the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus whilst helping others to mature into Christ-like maturity too. Amen? Amen. Just, do you want to stand? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to invite the worship team back up here. That would be, be great. It's the work of... God in us that makes us more like Jesus. It's not 
It's not us trying harder. It's we're not into self-help or self-improvement or anything like that. Actually, is we by ourselves can't do it, but we can, through the power of the Holy Spirit, be transformed into His likeness. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning. Lord, thank you that your great desire in us is to transform us, is to help us to build our lives on you, Lord God. Help us to become more like Jesus. And so, Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you come in power now amongst each one of us, Lord God. I pray you would just meet with each person in this room. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, if you're watching online and you don't know Jesus, and you're thinking, actually, I want to I give my life to this person who it's all about, this, this great person that you've been singing about and, and I've been hearing about this morning. And just pray this in your heart after me. Just pray, Heavenly Father, thank you that you loved me enough to send Jesus to die for me. Please forgive me of all the things that I've done that offend you. And through the power of your Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead. Help me to live the rest of my life for you. I give you my life, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and uh, you're in the building, please come and speak to me. I'd love to give you this uh, tract here and talk to you a bit more about that. If you're watching online, please contact the office. We'd love to help you as you begin your Christian walk. But for the rest of us, can I encourage you Let's get to know Jesus more this year. Let's build our lives on his word. Let's abide in his teaching. Let's, let's point others to do the same as well as we, as we go. Jesus, have your way amongst us. Amen.